Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, welcome back to the Tuesday Club on another episode of this wonderful podcast with me, Kyle Reese, the wonderful Sean Hawley, housewife's favourite, and the legendary Welsh international rugby player, British and Irish Lion, Shane Williams. How's it going, boyos? Good, mate. Bonjour. Bonjour. How are we doing? Cold. Good, mate. Come, come in from playing golf, and um, I played at Neath Golf Course. Great golf club, but it's really high, and it was a beautiful day today, but it was freezing, and the wind is up. I don't know where it's coming from. It's like Christmas. It's, it's midwinter. It's freezing. It's got about five layers on. We're not, not having another beast from the east, are we? Or? I don't know. Thinking, God knows. Freezing. Beautiful out there, man. You know, nice to be out playing golf again, and just in the top of the Neath Valley there, fantastic views, amazing stuff. So I'm playing pretty well too. It's, uh, well, it's it's not like any of us have noticed. It's not all <laughs> over bet. your social medias. <laughs> I'm playing like I'm, I'm playing more than bloody Tiger Woods. Well, obviously everyone's playing more than Tiger Woods <laughs> at the moment, but <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am I am playing a lot. Yeah. Well, in fairness, you mate, you do love playing golf, and you haven't really had much of a chance over the last sort of fourteen, sixteen months of you. So, if you can get out there and swing away, mate, and swing away. What have you been up to, Shane? I have been playing golf, to be fair. Um, been quite busy over the weekend, certainly a lot of rugby. Um, I covered the Ospreys on Saturday and then the Scarlets on Sunday. Uh, so I'm all rugbyed out, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, just be generally doing stuff, well, I can say around the house, uh, in the gardens. And, yeah, it is Baltic out there. Today is freezing. Um I went out this morning in shorts because I was. I looked, I saw the sun, and I thought oh, it'd be nice out today because it wasn't that bad yesterday. And I just froze my cojones off. It was. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't out there long anyway. Put it that way. I came back in, got all the, like thermals on, long johns, socks up to my armpits, and then I went out. It was great. Them ankle socks be up to your armpits. Would you? No, no, no. no I was like, yeah, I. Uh, I was tempted this morning, like I say, I went out there and, and it was too cold because I, I I was tempted to go on the bike this afternoon, but uh, I went for a run on the treadmill instead this morning, got got my workout done out the way, so you feel great then, don't you? When you get a, like a training session out the way in the morning, you've got all day then to kind of oh. get on with stuff, and I, I love it. It's much better, I think, when you can get it done in the uh, in the mornings. You know, I, I, do, I tend to do a lot of my workouts now in the evenings because I do them with my two boys, my two teenage sons. Well, my eldest is 20. But they can't get up in the morning because they morph into a mattress overnight. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. So I could just get them up and train in the morning. But I tell you what I did Saturday. I played, I played two games of golf back-to-back. So I played down in one golf course Jeez. Saturday morning. Drove to another golf course because my wife is just starting, and a mate of mine and her and his wife are just starting up. So I want to encourage them. So I drew, literally jumped in the car. Took me twenty minutes, half hour. I got to another golf course and I played another eighteen holes. This was after walking the dog in the morning. I did forty thousand steps in a day. Needless to say, I didn't have problems sleeping that night. That's, n- that's nothing compared to yeah, what but- uh, Frodo had to do going up to Mount Doom, mate. I should throw the ring in. 
<laughs> so country is, though, if you're doing that many steps, doesn't that mean that you're, you're crap? <laughs> if, you're it, yeah. if, you're, if you're doing a straight line, like it should be only about fifteen thousand steps, shouldn't it? <laughs> you're right. I got to work on that. Have a, we'll, we'll have a look yeah. at his, uh, his 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 heat signature map, and it'll be like that zigzags all the way across. It's across. Strava, yeah, it's Strava. That's it. Do, back and forth. Do do check it on Strava as well, Sean. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. <laughs> hey, I'm doing it well at the moment. I hit one drive, three hundred yards today. Unbelievable win behind. Win it's behind, obviously. The Masters this week as well. Looks like did watch that. Do you watch? Do you watch? Do you watch a lot of golf, Sean, or do you just prefer playing it? I started to, mate. I watch the majors. I'll, I'll watch. Um, oh, clearly the Masters, the Ryder Cup, big sporting events. I've always been like a sport Billy, You know that. You know that. Um, but the Masters is pretty special. I have found myself weirdly watching random golf tournaments. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, I'm getting a, a bit obsessive with it, but only because I'm getting better. I'm down to a single handicap uh, uh, as a golfer and playing well. And I think it becomes a bit. Like Shane and I, we sort of addictive type characters. I think once we're into yeah. something, you can't, you can't let go. You know. I I'm the same. Do you when Wimbledon's on? I turn into John McEnroe. I, I, I like I right. Wimbledon comes on first round. I'm like, watch. I don't know who's playing. Watch it. I think right. Okay, get the racket out down the park. Boom. I'm flying around their headband. I'm like Andre Agassi. Think of chocolate. Uh, and, then, and then Wimbledon finishes. And then the racket goes back in the shed, and I don't see it for another twelve months. I was just about to say the exact same thing. I'm the same with snooker. As soon as it's or snooker. As soon as any snooker on the television, I'm like, ah, phone in the boys. All right, ooh, ooh, anyone up the Macworth boys? Anyone on the Macworth? Let's go for a game. So go in there and you're thinking, I've just been watching them now. It's, and, and they make it look so easy. And you go in, you break off, and then it takes you about four hours to pot one single red. And by the end, everybody's leaving. you still got a full table there. What is it about, for you, Shane, you're an athlete. So, you know, I dare say that yeah. you could turn your hand to more sports. Like you proved it now with all your fitness, your cycling, your Ironman. Iron Man, sorry, and all the rest yeah. of it. But for somebody who's just like you know an avid sports fan to to watch it and then go, oh, you get you get feeling good. You're like, yeah, come on, let's go and have a game of that, and then you just yeah. absolutely rubbish. Yeah, but yeah, it is. But but then there's some games like golf, right? I've I've played golf for years and years, and I should be half decent, right? I I am rubbish, and I've had lessons. I just can't get it. You know, uh, tennis, I really enjoy cricket. I don't understand cricket. I tried playing it once, played in a charity match. I looked for a golden duck. That was it. Threw my toys at the pram. Never played the game again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, football I was pretty good at. Gymnastics, there's certain things. But, yeah, there's a couple of things. Like, tennis, I am quite good at tennis, I've got to say. But you played squash, cricket. Jesus. You played any squash? Yeah, squash. You played a lot of squash good. when I was young. I played squash. Yeah. Squash. Sean, a funny story. Sean took me for uh, an induction to squash. He said, "Right, come on, get you fit." And I said, "Have you ever played squash?" He said, "No, I haven't." He said, "All oh, right, okay. Well, I'm going to teach you." Basically, I didn't know. He was like, "Right, I'm going to get some practicing on this donut bear because I'm just going to hit them all over this little court or this box room." So we went and we were playing, and that's exactly what happened. He was smashing the ball. It in the wall, it in me in the face, it in me in the armpit, it in me everywhere. I was just guess it was like literally one of those comedy movies where somebody's terrible at sports, and I didn't know yeah. that. What was, what's, what's that little box called that you were hogging or something? You were just were staying in there, and you were like the tea. The tea. He was like, oh, you got to try the and get tea. in the tea. You got to try and get in the tea. I couldn't. I couldn't catch the ball. Let alone get in the bloody tea. But it, it was. It was you get fun. in that tea. You don't get out. <laughs> Dominated tea, man. 
Yeah, dominate the team. Right? That's D, D the about. T. D the T. Is that is that squash talk? D the T. No. <laughs> it's a great game. It's a great game, squash. I'll tell you it's what. A, if you're not very good, you've got to be fit as well. You do yeah. some covering. Jesus. I was. I wasn't afraid of a, of a diving swat. Shall we call it a swat? A diving backhand. To be fair to you, man. Yeah, you did invent new strokes in um Stro- in, the, in the sport of squash <laughs> when I was playing with him. I, but much like I, did, I used to, I used to play with Justin Marshall when um, when he came to the Ospreys, he he couldn't do some of the speed work. Um, he had a Achilles problem or something. Then, so I used to come in on a Wednesday and play him in squash to keep his sharpness up. He was really good, really good. You can imagine scrum halves, you know, low to the ground, mm-hmm. step, command the tee, you know, and he wouldn't let you win. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got. I got quite good at it playing Marshy, like you know, because he was he was pretty good. He used to play with Robbie yeah, Deans, and I found sense. that out. Um, I found that out, and that's why I said to him, "Look, let's start playing some squash." Sure. Uh, yeah. I watched. Uh, you're talking about that a stroke. That is the formal terminology there for when you hit a squash ball on the tee. Have you ever seen the sketch with Robin Williams when he's talking about golf being invented, Sean? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I, I have. And he says Scottish, you, isn't it? Yeah, this when he's doing a Scottish accent, yeah. it just reminded me there of um, when he said stroke, and he was like, you know, he was like, all oh, right, he said, you, you get this little tiny ball, and you're you're gonna hit it in the middle of the grass, but you you can't find it, so you're hitting it millions of times, and he said, oh, what are we gonna call it? Oh, we'll call it a stroke, and he said, why? He says because that's what you have when you try and hit the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I obviously I can't do it justice because I'm you know nowhere near Robin Williams' level, but it, there's, it, there's a cracking one at the moment now uh, on BBC Scotland. Um, he's done a few other things. It's like the police inspector. Have you seen him? Uh, he comes on and apologizes because he doesn't say PC things. He's Scot, you know, BBC Scotland, and then they've just, they've done one on golf. He obviously has gone to play golf outside of lockdown, and he says that he has to go and you know he has to go and inspect the courses. And but he's just out playing golf. <laughs> I check it out it's on BBC Scotland. Real good. Right, dead boys. Um... I know it's two. It's what? Well, no, it's not Tuesday. What is it? What day are we on? Monday. So we've yeah. had a, we've all had a lovely Easter bank holiday. I hope anyway, and everybody listening. I hope you've all had a wonderful Easter bank holiday. If you're celebrating Easter now, uh, from wherever you're listening in the world, I want to talk. Or we have to go on and talk a little bit rugby, boys. I know um, it was a terrible weekend for the Welsh regions this weekend. One game in particular was an awful game. The other ones just missed out at the end there. But, um, Shane, you were working on a couple of the games. The Scarlet, should we just delve straight into yeah. that for a, a minute or two? Yeah, uh, uh, abysmal game as far as the Scarlet's are concerned. Absolutely dominated by sale. Um, the talk of, you know, the talk before the game was that Callum Mafoni and Luisi and these guys were going to compete with the Duprees and and really stick it to them, they got bullied off the park. It, I, it was one of the most dominant performances I've seen in the Champions Cup for a long, long time. It was men versus boys, and Scarlett just didn't have nothing to answer. Fafta Clerk is awesome. He's like a little scrappy dude running around there, just having a go at everyone. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's Jake Ball, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to have a bit of it. And I, I think he's fantastic. But even when the Scarlets had the ball, Sale just rushed them in defence and just didn't allow them to do anything. Scarlett loved to throw the ball around, play some lovely intricate passing and moves. Sale just didn't allow it and just played them off the park. And uh, 
it was a great game to watch if you're a sales fan, a sale fan or a or a new neutral fan because there was some some great tries in the game. But you know, I, I almost at the point felt sorry for the Scarlets. It was that bad um, a performance from them and that good a performance from Sale. So um, you know, fair play to Sale. They got they got into that position without having won a game in the Champions Cup. So that now then through to the next round, having won one game, it's just bizarre. But you know, they deserve the victory. They were they were great to watch. Sean, obviously, they had six six or seven boys coming straight back from a championship win inside in the Six Nations. Ken Owens, Liam Williams, they've just come back into the team and put a performance in like that. Is that they Was that their first game back after the Six Nations or their second? But how does that work? The, the weekend of the final Six Nations, all four regions won. The weekend they all come back, all four regions lost. What what's that? Is there anything to be said about that? or? Yeah, there is. Um, sometimes it's not an easy thing uh, for the boys to come back in. You know, Shane will know this. You've you just had a championship winning campaign. You get one week off. They need the downtime to recover. They will have had a celebration, no doubt, as well. Uh, and then they have to. They have one week, which essentially will be two proper team sessions, a couple of unit sessions, a couple of video sessions. You know, to to be prepared for the biggest game of the season, <laughs> which is essentially what it is at that point, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, the chance to get to a quarter final of a Champions Cup. So it, it's it's really difficult to manage, and it's not an exact science. All right. Um, if you haven't been in that situation, then it's very difficult because sometimes it's it's braver and better to leave some of those players out. Right, because you've had guys there for six to ten weeks who've been slugging away. Scarlett's had a great comeback against Connaught. You know, who's to say you couldn't have put that team out and and filled the bench up with the boys coming back from the internationals? Those boys wouldn't have minded too much, you know. But it's not about that, um, and it's it's just difficult to difficult to gel them back. Um, that can be that said. Sale had a couple of those. Tom Curry, uh, not many, but one one or two others, but. It it's an embarrassing scoreline. That's that's the thing for me. The nature of the victory or the defeat was embarrassing. Fifty-seven points at home, you know, and Sale aren't the best side in the English Premiership by no, a long way. No. Um, so to not front up like that is pretty embarrassing. And it's not just the Scarlets, you know. Uh, the Ospreys should beat Newcastle at home, you know. The Cardiff Blues were against 14 men in the lead. They should win. The Dragons should win from that position at home. I think it was 17-3 at one point. So it looks a little bit like the balloon's been popped, isn't it, after the Six Nations now. And um, it's been the story for the last couple of seasons, unfortunately. Shane, that Jake yeah. Ball incident, mate. Um, now, they've got a bit of history, apparently. We've seen, uh, well, I saw some images of um, the both of them squaring up to each other Um I don't think it was in... Well, maybe it was in a World Cup game, actually. In Japan, you boys were out there. Um, what's going to happen to Jake Ball after that? Because nothing happened in the game, but Jake Ball is a big old bloke. Now, he's got to duck down to tackle somebody legally who's, you know, six foot. So to tackle the scrum half the size that he is, you know, he's going to miss him entirely. But yeah, look, uh, to begin with, Fafta Clerk has probably picked a fight with every single person in World Rugby Union. Um, you know, he is that kind of player. He's in your face. Uh, he, he's annoying. He's gutsy. He's tough. He'll have a go at anyone. 
I think just before that he was scrapping with Winjo. Well, I say scrapping. They were touching each other's collar up in the first half. That's the kind, kind of play you get in Faf de Klerk. And that's the kind of tactics you will go as a coach and give Faf de Klerk to go out and do. Wind them up. Get Jake Ball to, to lose his head. Get Win Jones to grab your brother's scruff of the neck. Because, you know, it it, it, it it turns the referee and it makes decisions for you at times. So, yeah, I don't know what, you know, there probably was history between the two. They certainly played each other enough. But it was just it was just frustration on Jake Ball's side, really, wasn't it? He didn't need to do it. You know, I, I'm not sure what the outcome's going to be of it. He's very lucky that he wasn't seen during during the match, to be, to be honest, by the referee, because he would have been carded, for sure. But, um, yeah. you know, it's just just frustration because they were so poor, I think. And Faf de Klerk done his job there. Mm. And what did he do? You know, he, he took a massive wealth again, gets back on his feet and just keeps nipping up the heels of Jake Ball and the rest of the it's whatever you throw me. Scra- <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant, and and look, he's, that's why he's such a good player. He is so physical. He was just sprinting out the lines in defence. There, he's got the free license to do what he wants, and he's just you know become one of the best players in the world because of it. He's very unorthodox, but his kicking game is really good. His passing game, he brings players around him when he, he knows when to go, knows when he needs to pass the ball, and he's become one of the best in the world. But um, you know, look, going back to, to the other games, Wales, um, not just the regions, but it's been a poor weekend for Wales in sport generally, isn't it? The, the ladies had a, had a thump in in the Six Nations. The, uh, Again, the, the yeah. regions didn't go particularly well. The football, I think it was only New, uh, Newport County that actually won in football. The Swans lost today in the last minute. Cardiff City lost 5 0. Wrexham uh, lost. Um, Crisis go back so, in a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's freaking hell. You know, so um, it's just been one of those weekends for Wales, really. But, and again, I was there. I was at the Ospreys on the weekend and they just completely imploded. And a lot of that, mind, was the ill-discipline of the senior players that have just come back from the Six Nations where they had one of the best discipline records there. So it, it was just a bizarre weekend of a sport as far as Wales are concerned and how the Ospreys lost to Newcastle I still have no idea they, they, Newcastle weren't a good side the Ospreys were on fire the first 10-15 minutes and then just don't know just fell out with the ref I think they just you know just completely threw it away it was a shambles well looking ahead mate to the uh, Champions Cup it's a different look now we've got quarterfinals coming up 10th and 11th of April and we used to see in the Toulons, the Saracens in there, and we've got La Rochelle v Sale, Exeter v Leinster, and that'll be a tasty one. We've got Bordeaux and Racing, and then we've got Clermont and Toulouse. So the French are dominating there now, and they in the bottom on the Sunday. It's just four French teams, and then you've got two, well, no, you've got a French team on the Saturday as well. Six French teams, two English, and one Irish. Who's going to do it this year? We reckon Leinster? You, you, well, rarely you bet against Leinster, but they've got a tough one. Exeter Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, you know, you only got a. There's no surprise the French teams are doing well because the form French players are doing well. Dupont and Tamak, Jalibert with Bordeaux, Vakatawa uh, and Co with uh, Racing. You know, these are players that are on fire and uh, and they're doing it then for their clubs. Me. The romantic in me, she knows this. I love Toulouse. You know, uh, if there's mm. one club I would have perhaps let Shane go to, it would have been Toulouse. If there's one club, I, if Alan Wynn has to go, 
uh, for one season, it would be Toulouse. I, I think it goes back um, to they are the Rolls Royce of European rugby, and they are sort of back to go to Munster and come back and win there, forty points to thirty-three. But Racing looked pretty ominous. Claremont's come back. Mm. You know, um, I'd like to see Toulouse. If it has to be a team, I'd like to see Toulouse win it, just for tradition. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I I I'd probably agree. I I I'm enjoying the French rugby at the moment. They play with such flair, don't they? And freedom. Racing against Edinburgh was again. It was oh. as far as Edinburgh because it was a, just a shambles. It was touch rugby. It was basketball rugby over the top. I'll take half a tackle. Yeah, through the back door. Here's the cat flap, and it was touch rugby at times. Lovely to watch, but uh, not for Richard Cochrane, I don't suppose. But. Um, you know, it's that's that's rugby. The, the French teams are there because yeah, they got more teams that qualify for the for the competition in the first place anyway. But some of the te- some of the rugby the teams are playing in there, even La Rochelle played some good rugby. Bordeaux had to, you know, it was a big performance to beat Bristol, who were one of the uh, probably the favourites in the competition. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see Leinster beating Exeter in Exeter. I think if it, if it was the RDS, uh, uh, if it was Leinster's next home uh, game was at the RDS in the competition. I'd probably back Leinster to go on and win the competition, but Exeter, they're, they're, they're a different team altogether. So I see one of these French teams winning it. I, I love Toulouse as well. Dupont and Tamaka, my favourite, Cheslin Colby, who I think is just probably the best player in the world at the moment. Um, you know, They put him full back, put him on the wing, put him outside half he wants. Whenever he wants to play that weekend, we'll play him. You know, He's been <laughs> incredible. So, um, yeah, but... Great matchups. The quarterfinal is really interesting. It's really tasty, and I can't wait for it. Did you just on Cheslin Corbley, um, Shane, Kyle? Uh, did you see that footage of him uh, at the end of the game? He went round with a plastic yeah, yes. bag, picking up all yeah. the bottles and the litter on the field, which is topical because have you seen over the bank holiday weekend in Wales around with the, the litter being left by the people? Yeah. It's absolutely just disgusting. It's disgraceful. Just take, or, or there's no bins. Just take your rubbish home. You know, what were you brought up, yeah. you know, what values and morals have you got? Just, they're trashing the Senate, they're trashing our beaches, they're t- trashing our forestry parks. You know, it's unbelievable. I walked the dog this morning and, there's a as a main road just part of the the pathway, and you've seen the Avon Forestry where I walk. There's one there's one stretch which is just full of litter for people throwing litter out of the car window on their way past. It's it's, I, it's unfathomable for me. I can't believe it. But anyway, Cheslin Colby picking up the the litter at the end uh, of the game in Manchester was was my highlight of the weekend. Top top look. Yeah yeah yes. Yeah, He's a, he's a top, he's a he's a lovely guy as well. Actually, he did a lot um, during lockdown. You know, food banks. Um, obviously, he's got a high profile now as well. So when he does something, people listen and follow. So I think he's taking advantage of that by doing good things. You know, so um, uh, he, he's now he plays for coffee. He loves Fab Four Coffee. So yeah, been <laughs> all the way. No, he's a good kid. Well, we look forward to uh, the quarterfinals, end of the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup as well, obviously. But um, I just want to move on now to uh, back to the Six Nations. Obviously, for us boys, it was uh, a tough old one on that uh, Saturday night in Paris. They didn't get the Grand Slam, but they won the tournament in the end. And um, 
couple of our players were up for player of the tournament, for Toby Farletow and Lewis Rees-Zamet. Hamish Watson got it in the end, which I thought was thoroughly deserved because he was an absolute monster in every game he played. But Lewis Rees-Zamet, LRZ, friend of the show, and tipped to be the next Shane Williams, got the try of the tournament. And obviously, you, do you remember that one, boys? Because we were live as it happened. I don't think any of us could quite believe that it yeah. did happen. But yeah, it was fabulous, thoroughly, wasn't it? Thoroughly deserved. Yeah, and you know, yeah, to be named uh, try of the tournament in a tournament that had so many great tries, you know, it's probably you know, Shane, you you know this, mate. It's it's it really is a great accolade to have. Um, I I I'm, my jury's out for me on the player of the tournament. Uh, I I don't know. I, I Hamish Watson's a great player, yeah, and all that. I don't see it myself. I think he just does his job it's, and he does yeah. it really well, you know. Yeah, it's quite strange for a player not to be in the winning side, isn't it? To to he's be been, the player of the fourth, tournament. Didn't they? They finished fourth. Yeah, it's quite, Yeah, it was quite weird, isn't it? I don't know. I think he did have a great six nations, don't get me wrong, but you know I don't know, I thought it was usually game given to the uh, a player from uh, from the winning side, really, from the winning competition. But uh, Lewis as well got in the team of the uh, Six Nations, didn't he? Yeah. So that's. Uh, I think you know, I think he's getting he well. in everybody's he well. team at the minute, isn't he? Well, I said I think he's in every single person's team, whether it's for the Six Nations team of the tournament or the Lions or you know uh, the fantasy teams. I think he's in everybody's team. He was in mine anyway. Yeah. Well, my um, my mates were down in Tembe over the weekend, and they said they'd seen him down there. And they said he was like the Pied Piper. There was about 400 people just following him through town. <laughs> just trying to get his autograph and a picture picture with yeah. him. But um, no, he was great, wasn't he? And I think we, we spoke we spoke about him a lot, really. The fact that, you know, he's he's been chopping up the bit to be in the team. He's He's been really patient. And when he's had his chance, he's just taken it, isn't he? And uh, if the funny thing is, if Josh Adams hadn't have been kind of well obviously broken the the, the covid rules uh, from the from the Welsh team he possibly wouldn't have been playing as well so it's funny how things turn out isn't it but yep. uh, now he's taking his chance good on him any um any april fools anybody <laughs> here we go uh <laughs> i had I don't any, know, I, I, think. Had, to, I, I i'm still confused now were you both in on this or were you doing it to me and Shane Sean I know what you're talking about, man. All right, there we are. I know Shane's smirking, but so I'm guessing you were in on it as well. Yes, I had an April fool, April fool on uh, too easy, by Friday. Not, I think you take advantage of my generous, kind nature. Is what it is. I'm not too easy. I am a yeah. I am on a, April the first. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know what day it is. I, I don't care, right? But I'll just so everybody knows. I wake up now on April the 1st in the morning and, and, you know, it's just another day. I've never done April Fools. I've never been part of any pranks or anything like that, so it's just another day. So I woke up, got up, had my coffee, went to work as normal. I had a text, a voice note of Sean Holly in the morning, quite a long long one, and I thought, all right, what's going on? So he uh, sent me his voice note. Oh, yeah, morning, mate, morning, mate. Yeah, um, listen, uh, just just wanted to say something to you uh, quickly. I wanted you to hear it from me before you read anything about it. Uh, I've uh, I've accepted the DOR job at Scarlet. Um, so keep it between, you, you know, keep it to yourself. 
don't tell anyone yet. Thought long and hard about it. Give me all the spiel, you know. And there's me now, and I'm just going, oh my God, you know what? That's amazing, because I've been like, when are you going to get back into coaching? <laughs> You're the man for the job. Holly for Wales, blah, blah, blah. Champion in him, get back into coaching. The, the, the sport needs you. And he's texting me, and I'm just like, you know what? And he never messes about. He's always, you know what he's like, coach. You know him as a coach more than anyone, Shane. Mr. Serious, he's always, you know... And I thought, oh, my God, do you know what? This is absolutely brilliant. So I was over the moon. I was texting him, oh, well done, mate, blah, blah, blah. You're a traitor because, you know, the Ospreys and that. But, you know, at least you won't get any banter from the Scarlet's fans anymore. And then you piped up then, Shane, out of nowhere. And I, got, I know I didn't say anything about you to Sean. He didn't say anything about And you've piped up and gone, oh, oh, Sean, uh, well done, mate. Congratulations. And you two are playing on each other then in the in the WhatsApp group. Oh, how did you know? Oh, I know everything. Wink, wink. And then I phones him. <laughs> I phones Sean to just absolutely say well done in person over the phone, blah blah blah. And we had a lovely conversation. And I went off and I was just really chuffed. Um, and I, I I I went back to work. And the next thing, he phoned me straight back. And he went, "All right, mate. Oh, one more thing." And I thought, you know, all right, what's this going to be now? And he went, "April Fools." And put the phone straight down. <laughs> and I, I told him. I told him that, uh, yeah, that we'd sign Lewis Rees Summit. Yeah, that's we're it. We talks with Callum Sheedy. <laughs> My feedback was really helping. He was trying to get Alan win there for his for for a final year or something. He was, uh, right. do you know what I mean? And I was and I yeah. was lapping it up. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, do you know when you 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 say this story now and you listen back, don't you realise that you know it was a bit far fetched, wasn't it? Adam, jo- Adam Jones as a scrum coach. Uh, Matt Sherrod coming coming as back to coach. Yeah, but some and of those were realistic. Some of those are realistic. You could, you would have brought Matt Sherrod back. You would, you know, maybe Bomb would have come back and been a forwards yeah. coach. You know what I mean? So and then no, I was no, just Carter, Walter boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shane skills coach. Oh yeah, uh, I got a laugh. Kyle texted me. He said, uh, uh, "Not in our group. In a, uh, just directly to me." He said, "Can't believe you told me before Shane." <laughs> That's when I should have realised, you know. Oh, hang on, something's up here. Uh, if go, if if I know before golden balls, then uh, something's amiss. But yeah, hey, well I done. I'm not, I'm not the brightest, but I don't think I'd have fallen for that one. Well no, done. No, well, I'll give you a round of applause. Look. Well done. Thank you, mate. Sean and Apologies. Shane, pranksters, extraordinary. Anyway, we're running out of time this podcast now, and I'm fed up with just talking about things that I've done wrong or being so gullible and falling for your silly little pranks. <laughs> What are you watching, boys? Oh. Well, I, I actually, I watched that Seaspiracy um, you watched, Sean. Yeah. Um, I found myself watching that. I, I was quite emotional with that. It was quite, it's very sad, isn't it? It, it is very sad. Like, I, like, it's obviously only their kind of point of view, but you don't know the ins and outs of it. But I'm kind of glad I don't eat much fish now after watching that because I, I don't realise that, you know, the kind of effect that trawlers have and fishing nets and yeah, it was just, just, yeah, really intrigued by it to, yeah. to be honest. I haven't watched much at all this week, but I watched that because I remembered you saying about it and I just flicked through Netflix and I saw it and it was just incredible. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, feel like I know a bit more about the planet now having watched it as well, you know? Yeah, but, uh, yeah me too. Yeah, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Sean, what have you been watching? Um, I'm nearly at the end of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, God, come on, wrap it up, will you? I'm been nearly a, at the end. You've been of on it. that since we started season three, I think. Oh, mate. <laughs> uh, but something's back on this week that is a little 
uh, little favourite of mine. Uh, it's my indulgence in the afternoon. It's uh, Great British Menu. Yep. I do like a bit of Great British Menu. I, I'm a little bit of a, a, a home cook. Uh, I do most of the cooking at home. And uh, I do like it. Uh, it's got it's got a bit long and it's a long winded process now, Great British Menu. But uh, it's back on, and I, I've been watching. Uh, I think I watched the Scottish Heats or something like that this week. <laughs> the Scottish Heats of of Great British Menu. Well, what was, what was on that. the menu? Any haggis or Heats? Like Heats? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh God, I've um, just food, isn't it? it? Well, yeah, but food's good, isn't it? Food, you need food. Food is very well, and food's tasty. Well, it's, it's like I, I'm interested in their techniques because they go in the kitchen, and, and I am interested in it in the techniques of of what they do. And they think outside the box, and they always put uh, a theme on it. And the theme this year is great British inventors. So they've got to think around the inventors and and, and things like that. So yeah, it's, so, can, 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 well, can we all name a great British inventor? Shane, you are. Can you name a I'm, great I'm British inventor? No. Can oh. You... <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. You, I think you invented the yeah. sidestep, didn't you? Dyson, Mister Dyson, Mister Dyson. Sean, who's your great British inventor? Stop googling! Stop googling, Sean. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> well, Edison. Thomas Edison. What did he invent? Electricity. Brazil football. <laughs> 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 Is it? Isn't he? Didn't he used to be the sponsor of Man City? <laughs> That's him. Oh, there we are. Good. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm, I'm well chaffed through, boys. You know, yeah. You know, some uh, British inventors cracking. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm going to do my watch watching now, and I rewatched all three seasons of Drive to Survive. I watched the third season, then I went back, watched the first one, second one, and I finished watching the third one Brilliant. again. Oh, my God. As far as sports documentaries go, it has got to be the most up and down, intense. These blokes. Like um, there's one fella on there called Christian Horner, and he's been the team principal at Red Bull now for the last sort of fifteen years. He's married to who's Je- he married to Jerry Halliwell, Ginger Spice, right, or Jerry Horner now, and uh, she makes a few appearances in uh, seasons two and three. But he says at the start of one of them, these guys have fighter pilot mentality and awareness and reactions, and I'm sorry, but after watching this documentary, I have a much, much, a huge appreciation for those guys because what they put in themselves into into so much danger one fella uh, uh, Grosjean had a crash he hit the wall at 180 miles an hour hit the you know the barriers in between the motorway smashed into one of them 180 miles an hour it was something like um, I can't remember what the g-force was but it was mega and it was as if it was like three or four tons hit in a wall. That's what he was worth because of the G-force and the speed he was going. And he was sat in a burning car for two and a half minutes and somehow managed to come out alive and only burnt his hand and his foot. But, oh, God, I just can't... Uh, I can't fathom what he must feel like. They're going around corners over 200 miles an hour, man. 200 miles an hour going around the corner. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I used to be like, on my metro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my brother-in-law had a metro once and the bottom fell out of it so he had to pedal along like Fred Flintstone <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, that's Great what I've been watching. Drive, drive to survive the Formula One, and I can't wait now. It's Monzo in a couple of weeks. Not this week, the week after. Not this Monzo. week, week after. Monza. That's what did I say? Monzo. Monza. <laughs> yeah, this week's episode is sponsored by Monzo, the new bank in Finsbury, London. Yeah, that you know, Ferrari did well in that first. Uh, well, it did better than last year. Obviously, yeah. Ferrari's a lot of pressure on them for the Italian Grand Prix. Um, but I think it's going to be a little bit more open this year. Verstappen, um, Lewis Hamilton, obviously, Bortes will be there. But uh, try, try to survive. If you're just a sporting fan and you like the sort of uh, stuff behind the scenes, it's an awesome documentary. It is indeed. Right, boys, that's it for this week. It's been lovely catching up with you. I'm glad you've been out enjoying your golf. Shane, I've seen you all over social media, all over Wales, actually, with the Fab Four and the nice new van. Keep it up, boys. It's been lovely chatting to you this week, and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Wales. <laughs>